This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fourth Sunday of Lent A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, There is still the youngest, who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to him. He was ruddy, a youth, handsome to behold, and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, There, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In virgin pastures he gives me repose. Beside restful waters he leads me. He refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff, that give me courage. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, 
for everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sin. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on the eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed, and he came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, it just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on the Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and now I see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked him, Is this your son, whom you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin and you were trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. 
When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I might believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were there with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to him, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, here we are at the fourth Sunday of Lent, and this is Latari Sunday. Now, Latari means rejoice. Not because Lent is almost <laughs> over, I know, but it's actually as a midway, means. Midway, <laughs> right, we're midway point. That's not the purpose. It's just, it's, it's more of a means of bolstering our spirits, you know, to kind of keep us on course because we just got a little bit further to go through the Lenten season. Yes, and the priest was wearing pink, correct? Rose, ah. rose. Jesus, Jesus didn't pink from the dead. He rose from the dead. I had to throw that in there because I know that's a little button of yours. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So also, we do have some great feast days this week. Uh, traditionally, March 19th is the Feast of St. Joseph. That might get moved due to the Sunday here. Uh, but really, I want to bring that up because he is such a great role model for husbands. So husbands, please look to St. Joseph and ask for his intercession. And then on March 25th is the Feast of the Annunciation, another major part of our salvation history. So a yes, beautiful indeed. piece there. Yes, Well, with our readings today, we have the first book of Samuel. And I just want to remind people of Israel's history. Remember, Israel's history started as a family. And then the family grew to tribes. And after the tribes, there became judges. And people still weren't happy and said, no, we want to give us kings, you know. So where we're sitting now is the time of the prophets and the judges. And Samuel was actually both. He was a prophet and a judge. And then, of course, he was also that tie where he anointed uh, what we see today, uh, David, but he also had anointed Saul. So a little bit, but that's where we are in the history of uh, salvation history and Israel's history. Right. So we, we hear this accounting of how David was chosen and um, the, and then he was he was also anointed as the future king of Israel to replace King Saul. But we've got to think about lineage, right? Doesn't, you know, the kings uh, are anointed as far as their, you know, their sons come into yes, place. Right, yes. right. So that's an important part. So how'd this happen? Well, King Saul was the first king of the Israelites, like you said, and it's unclear exactly how long his reign lasted, but a good guess is probably about 40 years. Over the years, Saul slowly descended into a life of wickedness, forsaking God, and he became a really bad king. You know, his jealousy and his pride, it got the best of him, and he turned his back on God. Eventually, he even turned to witchcraft for guidance. And in the end, Saul committed suicide, and all of his sons died in battle, which cleared the, the line of secession, leaving it open for David to be um, anointed unto mm, the throne. Right. right. And that's where this reading picks up. David, the youngest son of Jesse, is anointed by the prophet Samuel. Yeah, and maybe I can tie in not only David, but also this line, not as man sees, does God see. Uh, you know, God doesn't see people as we see them. I mean, you look at this first reading here, the people saw the youngest, David, and really the youngest in the lines back then was presumably the least valued. Uh, but yet God saw a future king. And as we move to the gospel today, 
the people saw the blind the blind man as a sinner worth avoiding and yet god saw a child of god worth saving and we're in our gospel today jesus corrects the opinion which was prevalent at the time that blindness and disease in general were traceable to one's own sins or those of one parents and by curing the blind man he shows that he has come to take away the sin of the world really which is the ultimate cause of all mankind's misfortunes exactly and on that note you know god doesn't cause bad things to happen bad things happen because we live in a broken world and we live in a world that doesn't understand how even bad things can be used for good through the grace of God. Now, I'm not saying that somehow bad things just become good things. No, bad things are always bad. But our faith teaches that our struggles and our sufferings can become beneficial to ourselves and to others if we unite them to the sufferings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in doing this, our sufferings take on a redemptive quality. And in a mystical way, we participate with Jesus's act of redemption. Our faith teaches us that the suffering and pain of this life can become the joy and the glory of our eternal life if we surrender it to God's holy will. Mm, That's very true, because even as a blind man, his faith allowed him to see the truth of Jesus. And that's, again, part of this whole Lenten journey. His physical blindness allowed, you know, the blind man to see better than the Pharisees. Think about this. The fear and the arrogance brought spiritual blindness right. to the Pharisees and how the irony there, right? I'm yes. the blind man and I can actually see Christ <laughs> Good point. better than you can. Yeah. Um, and so really, I think this is a beautiful story about three examples of how people reacted to Christ's miracles. The Pharisees reacted as a refusal to accept the facts. The parents let, had a lack of action due to fear, but the blind man experiences Christ, accepts him and is changed. So in closing today, how are we going to respond to Jesus Christ? Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.